Awesome, man. Awesome. Hector, welcome. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's long overdue, man. Yes, yes. <laughs> so um, I've yeah. known you for a while. Um, it was cool meet, meeting you at, uh, what was it, that uh, Imster Fest? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yep. You came up. Yep. What's up, man? I'm Hector. <laughs> I work for Asa. Oh, shit. <laughs> you knew TJ first. That's what I'm saying. Like, and then, then, then we... But it was like, yeah, that was like mad random, bro. It was like at the Kodak building or something, right? And then down in Hollywood. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's been great. It's been great to get to know you and, um, and work with you. Um, but since we're doing this, maybe a lot of people aren't familiar with like yeah. who you are and what you do. And, um, do you want to, do you want to tell them, tell them about yeah, what you're man, up to? I'm, um, bro, I started off as a DJ and, you know, that's what really got me into music. And then from there, I just started producing and, you know, engineering and I opened up a studio and. I've worked with multiple groups. I mean, the main group that I work with now is ASAP. I'm part of ASAP Mob. And uh, yeah, that's about it, man. Just been cooking up. <laughs> yeah, I went to your studio the other day. Um, and yeah, you said you opened that up um, quite a few like years 20 ago. 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a minute, man. It's and, been a long time. And, and, that was, and you're originally from New York. I mean, I'm originally from Puerto Rico. I grew up in New York yeah. and LA. Yeah, yeah. But I grew up in, you know, mostly New York. I lived in upstate New York for a while. I lived in. The city I lived in, you know, then we we lived in LA for a while as well in the '80s. You know, I guess what you've done with ASAP Rocky is is something. Would you say that's the, one of the highlights of your career? Yeah, no, for sure, man. That's my brother, man. That's like you know, like when you meet that one person that you have a musical creativity and artful like connection with, bro. Like you know, like him and I think of like you know, like it's my brother and everybody from the mob as well. Like you know, what I'm saying, we, bro, we traveled the world together for like ten years, bro. Like living in hotels and buses, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was, like, the closest I, like, I've worked with a lot of groups, but that's, like, my family, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they that's my brothers, you know what I'm saying, for real, like. Wow, 10 been, years. Yeah, it's been a long time. So how did that, I mean, how did that initially start? You Were, were you living in New York when you met? No, I was here. I, we, I had the studio here. We had mutual friends. Like, I knew Yams from, from when I did the Onyx stuff, you know, he worked for, uh, Dip, he interned at Dipset. That's right. For a little okay. bit. So I knew Yams a long time ago, briefly. And then, uh, the guy from Polo Grounds, Brian Leach, you know, we met, and then uh, Manny at Interscope, and I used to have a studio where all the producers were working out of, and, you know, the artists used to come into town, and, you know, we, that's how we met. Like, we were introduced for the first time like that at my spot. Right. And then we just, you know, we've been kicking it ever since, man, just working on... <laughs> it's been crazy. Time flies. Like, it goes by so fast, it's crazy. Tell me about, like, can you describe how those first records started coming I mean... Out? You know, it's crazy because as, you know, when you're first coming up, like, you know, you, people's first albums, man, that, that's like something you worked on your whole life. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like when we were working on Rocky's album, it was just like, it was a collective thing where everybody was just really focused on trying to, you know, we, we knew, you know, like if we knew if this popped off, it would set off the tone for the rest of everybody, you know what I'm saying? And open the doors for everybody. And so, you know, it was like we were all just living together in the studio and just working and recording and throwing ideas back and forth and just making sure that, you know, that it was it was right, you know, and the timing was right. But like, man, like, like Rocky blew up really, really quickly, bro. Like it was crazy. It was fast. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just, you know, and when, when people are like, where they're supposed to be in life, like, things come easy, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you're supposed to be there, you know? And that's what he, he stepped into the shoes, and everybody in the mob stepped into the shoes that they were, you know, meant to walk in, and that's how it's been. It's been a cool journey. We've been just traveling, doing shows. I mean, fuck, man, I think we've turned in, like, eight albums or something to the RCA, you know what I'm saying, between the groups and all the individual members. I mean, we've, we've done a lot of work in a short amount of time, you know? And what was, like, I mean, my first exposure was, like, Peso yeah. and stuff like that. 
that I mean that sound seemed really like you said you've you'd spent your whole life kind of yeah. working on that. But how did that like there was a there was a real clear vision and aesthetic and style. Yeah. Where does I that mean, come from? Man, if like all of us are like it's like Voltron, you know what I'm saying? Like we all complement each other very well. You know, things that I don't do very well, like somebody else in my group does and can pick it up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Sonically, man, it was like it was just like things that we were all into. You know what I'm saying? We all, you know, we were all from the East Coast and like from, you know, from like the two big coasts, like you know, uh, LA and New York. And our influences weren't just New York music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up listening to like Eight Ball and MJG and Banner and like you know Three Six Mafia and like I was influenced by a lot of different sounds. You know what I'm saying? So it's like for me, it was like. It was. It felt right at home because that, like, I wasn't just into one style. Like, I loved all types of things. You know what I'm saying? I remember, like, you know, like back in the days, I used to add like the triplet hats on like New York style beats, and people used to want to kill me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, you know, it was like unheard of. You know what I'm saying? Like mixing those two genres, but like, you know, and my first like, you know, because I, I came up around the Fugees as well, and like being out around Salam and all them, like, they. It was the first time I saw like um, musicianship used in a cool way in hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, Stetsasonic had done it back in the days, but it was very, like, electronic drum, like, really cheesy. Like, it wasn't, like, my... It wasn't, like, my thing, but, like, when the Fugees brought that sound, it was, like, the first time I was around, like, something that was, like, soulful and real hip-hop. And, like, so that that brought me... That gave me a different perspective as well. You know what I'm saying? And then when I did a lot of the stuff with, like, you know, like, a lot of gospel groups, like, I worked with Andre Crouch and CC Winans, and, uh, like, that taught me like vocals like mm. vocal production i mean like i i got to work under the best vocal producers and like andre crouch and like michael and all those like they're, they're amazing like i got to watch the best of the best you know what i'm saying i'm sorry man who is andre crouch can you tell, tell he's a that? he's a like really famous uh old school gospel singer man he's like I mean, he was like the he was like the kirk franklin of the of the of that like he was like the first adult contemporary like gospel singer of, of his era. You know what I'm saying? Like before that was like very like just in the church or not. You know what I'm saying? He made like contemporary. He was like the first one to do Kirk Franklin style. You know how like Kirk Franklin did like, you know, like contemporary beats but with gospel lyrics. Mm. He did that back in the days, but like in the seventies. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, okay. he, he was, he was, he, and he did all the Michael Jackson stuff. He did like uh, man in the, his, his choir and his vocal production is like, on all like the man on all like Michael Jackson's records, bro. The whole Lion King soundtrack is his choir. Like he was a great like. I, when I tell you like when I tell you like impeccable vocal production, bro, it was impeccable. Like I, I got to learn how you know, like just the way they stack vocals and the way they record it, and it's the technique is like genius. You know what wow. I'm saying? Like it's it's a fire ass technique. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just you know what I mean it's little things like that that I got to learn. You know what I'm saying? Like just being a fly on the wall and like you know it was great. Like it was just like. It helped me build a sound and a library of techniques that I could pull out at any time when it was, you know, when I felt, you know, like something needed to be done to, you know, I had ideas that I could go to, you know, bags of tricks. Wow. You know, but it was like all that just working on from those different environments, man, from hip hop to gospel to, you know, to whatever. Like, I, I just enjoy music. Like, you know, I grew up in the era where it was like b-boying and everybody, like, you know, if you wanted to be a b-boy, you had to master all the styles, you know, like hip hop breaking, you know, fashion, all that. And I just wanted to master making music. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to learn, like I want to learn every like portion of, you know, music. And and a lot of that comes from, you know, there's a the business portion of it. There's, mm. you know, making music, there's the creativity, there's the fashion. There's like, it's everything. There's, there's engineering, there's DJing, there's, I mean, there's so many different portions that go into like actually making music. And I wanted to master all those things. So I, like, I learned and 
I wanted to learn every technique of, you know, engineering, DJing, and producing, you know? And that's where really, really my skill set came from. That's incredible, man. So you were kind of like a student around the time the Fuji's blew up? Sure, Bro, like, I got to be a fly on the wall and, like, in amazing places. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It was like, it was dope. Like, I just got, like, I got the experience and get the, like... People always ask me if I went to school for music, but I didn't. I just like got to just be in a, around like amazing people. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then when I moved to LA from New York, then I, I got a job with Babyface and his wife uh, Yabium, and I did you know stuff there. And wow. then at that point, I opened up my own the studio here, and that was like 20 years ago. Wow. So yeah. when you had, when you opened up the studio, um, you were focused on engineering or the, as, as producing. I was I was I was, DG, I was DJing at that time. I was still working with the Onyx, and the first album we actually did in my studio was the Onyx with Onyx. We, yeah, we did a bunch of pro- projects with the Onyx. Yeah, that's crazy because TJ obviously Jam Master yeah, Jay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, so we have you know we're all from the same we're all from the same school. You know what I'm saying? Like all of us came. You know, like but it was like, and that's actually how I got in my because you know I couldn't afford the building at that time. You know what I'm saying? So I. Uh, like I made a deal with with Sticky and them, and I was like, bro, I was like, if you guys pay the rent, I'll do the album for free, and then just give me enough time. That'll give me enough time to like save up my money, and then I'll take it over. Wow, the payments, you know what I'm saying? But like, That's it so was smart. in my name, so I was like, I, I just figured out a way to make it work. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, I knew I had value in me. You know what I mean? So I traded. You know, I bartered. Like I bartered my value of my my time. You know, to help me you know, take my business and me to another level. You know what I'm saying? Like, with, like that really helped establish me having that business. You know what I'm saying? Like, that really did. Because at that time, uh, you know, like, people either had, like, a shitty home studio or you went to, like, a really nice studio. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, like, I had, a like, a really commercial, I had a commercial facility and I could charge, like, cool rates. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it was, like, it was, and I had great gear, you know? And it was, like, now it's, like, you know, there's the, a, the, the, there's a studio on every block, but it's like at that time it was like whoa, like you know you had like something that's outside of your house that's like a real building, but not like a like three four thousand dollars a day. You know what I'm saying? It was perfect. But and you've it, you've got like this professional knowledge that you're bringing to a kind of like a mid range studio. Right? Yeah, and that's like, what it really was, and that's why like you know when they gave me like everything I did, bro. I didn't come from like the school, so I didn't have that networking aspect. I didn't know anybody in the music business, so I didn't have that networking aspect. You know what I mean? Like everything I did, bro, was just from hustling and just doing. I didn't know anybody in the business. I just came out here and like, I knew I belonged, you know what I'm saying? Like I felt like I had the skills and like, you know, so I just, like I found whatever way, like I, like if you needed me to be the DJ today, bro, like some people just know me as a DJ. Right. Some people just know me as an engineer. Some people yeah. know me as a producer. You know, some people know me as all three. Like, you know, like it depends like uh, my relationship with you. And I, and, I, and it's like, and, and if my relationship with you was like as an engineer, I never really crossed that boundary. Like to be like, yo, I produce. And it's like, you know, like you hired me to, to, to engineer. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's do it. You know, I just made myself useful. And that's really the bottom line is, bro. You got to like, like, this is a business. Like, you know, like, I love hanging out with, you know, you and my boy and shit. But like, I'm not going to hang out with you every day if we're not doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, you know, pro- productive. You know, productive, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's business. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and that's what it is. It's like, it's really just business. It's like concentrating and just like, you know, just working and doing business, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely see you one of the hardest working guys that I know. You're always Thank working. You, we were even talking about just before, yeah. you know, like, you work. All the weekends, you're you're always grinding, right? Nah, for sure. It's, it's one of the key words that I learned growing up was opportunity cost. 
Like, if you don't know the definition of that, it's like everything that you, every opportunity in this world comes with a cost. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I'm like, bro, I'm blessed. I get to travel the world and I get to like do something I love for a living. But at the same time, bro, like, I, you know, I've been not successful in relationships and, you know, I have a son that, I, you know, like there's things that like that, that suffer because you're gone all the time. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, you know, but. You know, it's like that's the cost of certain. That's the opportunity cost. You know what I mean? It's like to be able to have this opportunity to be do something I love. Like you know, a lot of things you know are sacrificed because you are you're working. Like there is no like nine to five on this. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's till it's done. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, again, appreciate you making the time to be here. For nah, that, man, but, I'm thankful, man. Thank you for having me. But um, I guess breaking down what you what you know you just said, you're kind of known for you're being a DJ. So you you're tour DJ for ASAP. Yeah, and yeah. You, so you DJed for Onyx as well. Yeah, DJ for Onyx as well. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's, yeah. that's crazy. So you you've got a career kind of as a tour DJ, and then you've also done um, mm -hmm. all the engineering for all the the Rocky records. Yeah, yeah, yep. And, and I mixed them. I produced. Mixed, and you've produced yeah. on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I executive produced a lot, most of them too. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, let's talk about some of the records that you've made. Like, what would I mean? I know you. I know we just came off testing. Um, yeah. And now you're working on this new one yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, working on a new album. Yep. Um, but let's talk about some of the highlight. What's what are your some of your favorite? I mean, for me, I mean, it's like as far as the mob. I mean, I produced Lamborghini High. For me, that's like you know, it's like like that's our biggest cut as a group, and I'm proud of that. I mean, I'm saying it's like, and it's a salute to our captain. Uh, I love it. You know what I'm saying? It's like to me, that's like you know, besides that, like LSD. Uh, you know, like I've I've worked on a lot of cool records, bro. Like, but like Lamborghini High is actually like I feel like that has everybody on the record, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's all the members. It's like, it was a celebration of you know, someone's amazing life, you know what I mean? It's like, that, that, that record means the most, for sure. That's really special. Yeah, yeah. And so you're you're working currently on on yeah. new record too, right? Yeah, we're working, man. Like, it, it never stops. We're like, we, we kind of, like, our, like, yeah, like, uh, we have so many songs recorded, bro, but it's like, you know, like, you just constantly recording and see what works and what sticks together. Like, you know, it's like a movie, man. It's like, you know, you have a... And eventually, you know, people will hear all the songs we've recorded in some form or fashion, you know what I mean, somewhere. But, like, it is. Like, you know, like, when you're making an album, it's like, you just try to get all these ideas down, and then you try to see what works. It's like a movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, you like you try to have every scene be, you know, fit together properly, you know? Flow, flow together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I guess, um, you know, as a producer, did, you know, what was your first, like, what was your first step into that world? I, I I don't even know what the first record I worked on. To be honest, <laughs> holy smokes, it's been so long. To be honest, it's been it's, it's been so like I was looking because I have a uh, I have an MPC three thousand, which is one of the first machines I had. I actually started with the SP twelve hundred, and then I had an MPC that I still have. And I was looking at I had my old zip disk. I was like, oh my god, I need to like boot this thing up and hear some of these old ass beats because I I literally have all my first disc like that I've ever worked on. I have like. I have to boot it up and see what's on there. Like, it might be some cool gems on there, you know? That's dope. Yeah, I came from, yeah, from SB1200 to the, to add MPC60, then I had a 3000. Yeah, and that's, man, like, I I, I used to just, for, like, figure out a way to, to make it happen. It was crazy. Like I, like, I didn't have money to, like, back then to get an MPC, like, MPC60 was, like, unheard of. You know what I'm saying? But, like, bro, I, I'm not even lying. I, I DJed everything I could possibly could to save up money, like to 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 buy the machine. Cause I knew if I had that, then I you know it would get me in the game. Like that's something like it's like that's something like all this gear like is only useful if you know how to use it. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like it's like it doesn't do anything just sitting there. You know what I'm saying? Like the the, the user has to like use it. So 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 to me, like, I I knew like 
as long as I had the tools around me and if I learned them and mastered them, bro, like I was, I was straight. You know what I'm saying? Like I like, and that was it. That's all my focus was. I used to practice every right. I quit sports and everything as soon as I found music. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't want to do anything else. Grabbed a hold of you. Yeah, no, it was crazy. Yeah, and the MPC 60s, like I mean, that's the hip hop SP12. Yeah, same man, thing. it like, was like. That's what I'm saying. Like I came from the foundation right before it switched all to all digital, so I got the best of both worlds. You know what I'm saying? Like I got to see like actual like analog stuff, and then like, I remember the first time I switched over to recording because I used to record on tape, and then I went to like ADAS and then D88s, and then the first time I switched over to like the recording the computer, like I didn't trust it at first. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, bro, like how about if it's not really recording? I'm like, I like how about like you know like I like like. <laughs> What do you mean? It just records the computer. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, how is this possible? I'm like, I, I couldn't get it. Like, I'm like, I'm so used to like actually seeing like it going to tape and like seeing signal go there. And it was like, I, I, I like that's what I'm saying. So I, I transitioned from like analog to digital and like to see where it's come now, especially DJing. Like, what you guys have done with DJing and music and production is and like you guys have revolutionized stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys something that probably would have been a dead like DJing probably would have stopped being like a like a huge format when when vinyl went away you know what i'm saying like it almost did and then you guys brought back like you know the the tone records and made it like something that like people dust off their 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 turntables again you know what i'm saying like i got to see all that you know the transition of music to where it is now it's crazy like you got like i used to like i remember when we first started touring rocky i used to have this Bro, I used to have like our, our portable rig was like two big ass cases of shit. Like it was like just massive amounts of gear. Like we used to travel the world with. Now it's like it all fits in my backpack. That's dope. Like that's crazy. Like we're like we're doing like like full on records like on the road and hotels and back rooms and like you could do music anywhere now, bro. We've like we recorded one time we were in, uh, in Amsterdam and uh, we. Uh, uh, we recorded a song at the at a dispensary there, like in the middle of the dispensary, going on. Like we, I set up a mic and like they were like full on, like going, like the business is going on, and we we had a full on recording session in the middle. It was amazing and it sounded dope because you could hear people talking in the background. It was like, it was crazy. That's something like, like to do that twenty years ago, you'd have to have a whole crazy rig to come in there to do that. You know what I'm saying? It was like I literally set up on a table and was like ready to go. What was in that rig? I mean, I it was my laptop, uh, you know, a Universal Audio, like my, my Apollo Twin, and just really that's it. Like it was like uh, it was like then a mic. <laughs> it was in Pro Tools. I was like, it was crazy. Go. It was like, and it sounded great. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it was like you never would do that back in the day. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, oh, you know, you have to have a perfectly acoustic environment and this and that. You better be in a big studio, like. Now it's like, man, if it sounds good, it sounds good. Like, no matter where you get it from, you know? So let's talk a bit about, um, I mean, since you just talked about Amsterdam, I think it's interesting to touch on the fact, Rocky, the whole case thing. Yeah. Yeah, how did that affect you? At, like, you know, obviously your whole thing. Bro, at the end of the day, man, Rocky's name is impeccable, is crisp, is clean, and so is the mob. And, you know, we're just moving forward, bro. Like, like you have to turn a negativity sometimes into a positive and mm. just keep smiling and like, you know, bro, Rocky is is a professional, bro. Like, Rocky is a great businessman. He's a professional and it's like, you know, it was a slight hiccup in life and, you know, you move, you keep your head up and you keep moving forward, you know, like, we have great things, you know, in the future, bro, and that's, that's all we're looking forward to. Like, you know, you can't keep looking back and thinking about this and that, bro. It's like, you know, but, I, you know, we're thankful to the Swedish government and everybody and, you know, just, it's like, it's, it's, Next day, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta just keep forward. Yeah, you just gotta push forward, bro. For real. Yeah, I, I just wanted to. I mean, I think you've talked to me a bit about one time when you were in New Zealand. 
don't know if you want to talk about this, but, yeah. you know, I feel like it's an interesting perspective for me. You know, obviously, I think there's a disconnect sometimes between, like, famous people and regular people. Yeah. And I, I was really shocked when you told me, like, what happened. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, do people, like, people seem to, you know, almost target famous people a little bit. Would you say? I mean, bro, like, the internet and social media has allowed everybody to have their 15 minutes of fame. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the outlet. That, that, that literally what it should be called. It should be called the outlet for 15 minutes of fame. You know what I mean? Because it's like, that's what people try to do now. They try to catch you. Yeah. It's like the got you. You know what I'm saying? Like this and that. It's like you're on film. They just want to catch your reaction. And you know, it's like, it's like we're at the infant stages of the internet and it's, and it's annoying. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like the things we do with the internet are so like, futile and it's like not even useful it's like dumb stuff you know what i'm saying we just go there and talk and it's like this is crazy you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't like I, I can't wait till somebody figures out a more useful thing to do on the internet right you know what i'm saying because it's like right now it's just like it's like it's literally like we're like we're like we have this amazing tool and we're like we're like right here like you know you have all this room to go and like we're like barely touching the surface of like what you could do it's like that, that that's that's what makes it annoying and, and those type of situations is like People are looking for an opportunity, an opportunity to have a viral video to make some money because it's like they have nothing else going on, bro. It's like, and it's like that mentality. I just can't get down with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it's negativity, bro. It's like I'm just about good vibes and like, you know, like that's why I don't really deal with that many people either as well. Like I kind of keep to myself. I just do music. Like most people in the music business don't even know who I am, but I've been doing this for a long time, bro. Like I've been and. I can call any record label, get, you know, they'll pick up my calls or take my meetings, you know what I'm saying? But like the average person doesn't know who I am, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, and that's just the way it is, you know? It's like life is like that sometimes, you know? I think that's one of the things that I find most fascinating about, like all of the things that you've done, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, man, Hector's <laughs> the man, you know what I mean? Like, but, Thanks, man. <laughs> but, you know, I, you know, it's like, yeah, you're not out there kind of on social or anything yeah. like that. You kind of work really humbly and quietly behind the scenes. Nah, for sure. But you really get it done. Yeah. There's the world that people are sold, and then there's the real world. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what it is. Bottom line, it's like you know, like, and I don't know if I would necessarily would have loved the other direction because I chose to be, you know, behind the scenes and not really like, you know, like, I, bro, I can still go to any restaurant, any bar, any this and that, and nobody bothers me. Like, no, like I, you know, like. But Rocky can't do that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of mm. the artists I've worked with can't do that. You know what I'm saying? They got to have security because it's like, let, just like how you talked about before, like without without security, Rocky will get harassed and then if he put, even puts his hand on somebody or does something, it's like, oh, lawsuit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like stupid. It's like, like I don't want to live my life like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, but like, all my friends are famous and they're rock stars and it's like, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, that, that, and I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I get to see, bro. I, I'm not even lying. Like from the first time that like TD and ASAP that I that I met them to where they are now is unbelievable. And the short amount of time, bro, like the 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 change of that 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 you know from Absol to Q to Kendrick to to Isaiah to you know to Ferg to Twelvey to Nas to Addy to Rocky, like the amount of culture that those and, and the the. the to see their lives transform in those like such a short amount of time is crazy. Like they're all the biggest rap stars in the world now, bro. It's crazy. Then and, and, and it's like I knew them when they were driving beat up cars and like just like you know barely making it, all chipping in together to buy some weed or food or this and that. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's crazy how like hard work pays off. It, it it just does, bro. Like when you're in the like, something like 
when you're where you're supposed to be, things fall into place. You know what I'm saying? And like, like those dudes had a vision and everybody had a vision and it's like to see where they are now, I'm telling you, it's like, it's just, it's, it's crazy that all my friends are like the biggest rap stars in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. It's bugged out. Yeah. Um, it's cool that you just mentioned TDE and, and obviously the ASAP mob, you know, um, there's some really, um, striking similarities between mm -hmm. both those crews and obviously you guys have a good relationship. Yeah. Um, and it's funny the other day, and I was talking to Ali as well, and you guys don't seem to strive to be to make like radio songs or whatever. You guys make albums and you create like yeah, art pieces bro. of art that last for a long time. That's the goal. That's the goal. Like, and that's why like you know Kendricks and like Q's and Rockies and Fergs, bro. Like they headline festivals all over the world. Like the acts that you hear like on the radio open up for us. <laughs> Right, you know what I'm saying, like, wow. and we have no radio, like, we're like, like, that's what I'm saying, like, there, there's, the, there's, like, that, it goes back to that, there's, a, there's the, the world that you're sold, and there's, the, there's the real world, you know what I'm saying, like, and that's that, there's, there's two narratives, you know what I'm saying, there's, that, and the, the world that you're sold, that's the business narrative, you know what I'm saying, like, those people are like in bed with other businesses and stuff, and they have to make money, and that the, the way they make their money is through the radio, terrestrial radio, you know what I'm saying, like, that's why you only hear the ten, the same ten songs on the radio because it's like. Those ten people are attached to companies that are paying for the advertising dollars that are on that radio station. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a business. You know I'm saying like they they they've provided a business. Like the the music business has provided an outlet for people who don't make music, the radio companies, to to have make money off of this business. You know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. like it's like a you wash my hand, I wash yours. You know what I'm saying? Like. So it's, it's like, not art. It's like it's not business. real. It's a yeah. business. It's business. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like a good artist independently. Will like will do just as good as like a, not like a, a, a half average artist signed to a major label. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like where like like you, being signed to a major label, you could be half as good, and you will get way more exposure because it's like they they're they're in bed with more people. You know what I'm saying? They'll get you on the Tonight shows. They'll get you on this. They'll get you, you know they have the PR person that has the the, the the most powerful PR person that can get you in every magazine and have all the blogs do write ups. So it's like. You don't have to do as much work, you know. You don't have to be as like as great. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like an independent artist, like he's out there grinding. He has to prove himself every day. Like you know, he has to like sell himself. Like that's a different experience. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it just depends where you want to go. You yeah, because like, it comes at a cost, right? Like it does. It yeah. does. Like everything. So I'm saying, like imagine if Rocky and the Mob didn't sign a deal, and we were just as big. That'd be crazy. Like Rocky would be on top of the world, or so would the mob. If, like if we weren't signed to a record label, we were making hundred percent of everything. You know what I'm saying? Like life would be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like you need the record label though? Or what, like I mean, like you know, bro, we are, I appreciate our seeing Polo and Brian. Like you know, but like, like, have you ever seen a Lamborghini commercial? No. Because they sell themselves, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like if you have something that's good that pe people want, bro, you don't need to sell it. You know what I'm saying? Like, people just come and get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they they're looking for it. You know? So it's like, but this is a business, so it's like they have to like keep things generating. You know, they have to spend money so that they can get, get the same amount of money next year from the companies. And you know, it's like it's just a business, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like a lot of the stuff that you see is just like it's like every once in a while you get like a cool artist. You know what I'm saying? Like something that that really 
shifts the culture, this or that. And, and that's every once in a while. The rest of the stuff is just like just doing business. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has to make money and studios have to make money and mastering places have to make money and everybody has to make money. So it's like you just have to keep this thing going until like there's like a cool thing. You know what I'm saying? Like and then when this cool thing happens and all of a sudden everything sounds like this. You know what I'm saying? Until that co- kind of cool thing fades and then it's like and that's what I hate about the business. That's why I never really got into like because you could you could chase your tail like always going for a hit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like where it's like, just do something cool. Just do something like, like that's how we always looked at it. Like if we just do amazing art. People are gonna like eventually. People are gonna look at it and gravitate towards it and like be like, oh, okay, I get this. You know what I'm saying? Like it's something cool, something different. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to sound like it. And it's like, and that's really what we've done. We've stuck to our guns. Like, and that's really what testing was. Testing was like just having made people test like things you could do. You know what I'm saying? Like whether it be like you know. What you're wearing, or musically, or sonically, like just you know, just go to t- test the world. You know what I'm saying? Test life. You know. Yeah, I mean, you guys work pretty close, to, you know, together. Like the whole, the whole product seems like it's really, you know, closed off yeah. and kind of. You guys curate everything really, nah, really nicely, sure. and yeah. it, it feels like you don't lean on like big names to sell your product, you know, or not anything. really, bro. Like, man, man, Rocky's the biggest name we need. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And Ferg is the biggest name, and Twelvey, mm. and like the Mob, bro. Like our name, bro. Like. You can go to the jungles of anywhere, bro. You people know who ASAP is. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like we, we we've put our stamp and then we've we've traveled, we've we've put in the, the the miles and we've gone to these cities and we've done shows and we've like that's something like everywhere where there there was a show, we went and we've yeah. done it and we've killed it. You know what I'm saying? Like like people that don't even speak English like know our lyrics and songs and know who the fuck we are. You know what I'm saying? Because we put in the time. You know what I'm saying? It's like and it's something different that's what i'm saying like it, it, it was something new you know what i'm saying like it was like sonically it was different like the way we mixed our records were differently and just you know like now it sounds like you know everything sounds like that now but like back in the day the people used to make fun of us for the way our records sound they used to be like really? oh you know you have too much reverb on the vocals oh man i love that. that though but it's like yeah, now yeah. you know what i'm saying but like back in the day people be like bro what are you doing it sounds like you guys are singing in the bathroom you know what i'm saying but it's like <laughs> it's like because, you know, during that time, it was like vocals were dry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was like right in your face vocals. And it was like, you know, really compressed sound. It was like, and we just made something that was like, we were working in million dollar studios and then making it sound like, like grungy and dark and like on purpose. You know what I'm saying? It was like, we were sculpting a sound, you know? Oh man, those ad-libs, like yeah. all the ad-libs with the verb out. Yeah, bro. Like something like, and everybody does that now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Travis like, is like, his whole bro, thing. He, 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 like, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> The first time we we played that for like the labels and stuff, they were like, "Bro, like, what, what what's up with those? Like, why you guys have the, the ad lib so loud and so much reverb and delay? Like, but like that's the sonic palette now. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying to you. It's like we made that shift. Like we we you know like those are little things that we've added to the game that like you know that's what makes us be relevant. You know what I'm saying? Because people are constantly looking to like you know the people who like actually do shape the culture that's what they're, they're looking to see what's next and sometimes you hit sometimes you miss but like at least you know we're trying to do something new you know what i'm saying like it's easy to like but with technology now in a month i can make anybody be a good producer or dj wow straight up i'm not even i could take anybody who's never done anything before and i could have them making an ill beat or djing in a month because the technology it's like that's what i'm saying so at that at this point it's like it's easy to do like so it's easy to mimic do you think though that that person would have to be musically inclined though? It couldn't just nah, be any Joe Schmo. I, I, bro, I, I, you could teach because <laughs> yeah. it's like 
it's, it's, it's technique, bro. Like, we're all made the same. We all have the same brains. It's like, you know, some people will do it better than others, but like the basic concept of it, bro, I can make anybody do this, bro, for real. Like, wow. you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, one, it's like, it's not as difficult to do it anymore. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, when, when everybody has the same tools, it's like, I'm going to give you a good example. Back in the day, having like drum kits was like, if you had more than one drum kit in your like your stash that was fire, you were the shit. Right. Like now people have like 10,000 kicks and 10,000 snares and it's like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like vinyl back in the I'm going to give you the same example. It's like, it's like vinyl. Like to be a DJ back in the day, you had to have a vinyl collection, right? But when Serato came in, it was just computers. Like someone could literally in five minutes give you a hard drive and have, you could have all the same music and now you're a professional DJ. That's what I'm saying. Like it may, it's like, with production and everything, it's like it's like you literally can make a beat like like Babushka Babushka just came out, right? Yeah. I bet you if we go on YouTube right now, there's a how to make, make Babushka, Babushka beat. Before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then literally they will get pretty close. And it's like that's what I'm saying. Like it's like it's easy for someone to figure out how you do things now. You know what I'm saying? Where before, like, like I'm not even lying. The first time I saw somebody DJ was on a video, a VHS tape, and I used to have to fucking put in slow motion to figure out how he's doing his hands and like, you know, figure out what he's doing to make that sound. Cause that's that's the only way I knew. I didn't know anybody or knew anybody. Like, so it's like, but now like you literally can have a how-to video and make the exact same beat of a hit song in an hour. Yeah, I, I wonder about that though, because what you're what you're also saying is like, especially with the mob, right? You guys have created new sounds. Like, yeah. And it's one, I always feel like it's one thing to be able to duplicate something that somebody else has already done, but it's quite different to be able to create something new, you know? I yeah, feel like but, that's the hardest part. Yes, but like the Bushes Bean commercial, right? The dog knows the secret sauce, right? <laughs> if he told you the secret sauce, you can make Bushes Beans, right? True. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you if, got, yeah. Just even taking back to like medieval times, like, like, say you had like you were a wizard and you had an apprentice and he wanted to be the next wizard. He you know he would impress him under you because you knew the secrets. Right. You didn't tell everybody the secrets. You know what I'm saying? Like now, like every technique is available for you to search and learn in one day. And because of this is like a business, like you were saying, if you can create something that yes. sounds like this, then yes. you've got to. Yes, and because yeah. it's like people are just looking for sound likes and look alikes and this and that. It's like. You know, but how many times have you watched a commercial and you're like, oh my God, that person looks just like this person. And they're like, you could tell they're like totally like dressing this person up to look like this celebrity because they couldn't pay for the real money to get the celebrity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or like, or like you'll hear like a sound alike song where it's like, it's almost your same chords, but it's like a little tweaked a little differently, but it's like a sound alike record because they couldn't pay for the real thing. Mm. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where we've gotten to a point where it's like not everybody actually loves this shit. They just do it because it's like it's 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 something you could do easily now. It's like picking up a basketball. Like anybody could like we had this conversation about like it's hard to get like people to get together to play baseball, but it's easy to get people to get together to play basketball because it's easy. You know what I'm you saying? You just need one ball, ball. on a court. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like now it's like all of a sudden like like if you were my boy and you got a laptop tomorrow, I can give you all the drum kits, I can give you all the programs, all the plugins. Like at that point, you just gotta put your ten thousand hours, and you're good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, is that necessarily what you would have done? Like, if it wasn't so easy, like probably not. You probably would have done something else in life. You know what I'm saying? But like now, it's like it's just everything's around you so much, and it's like it's so easy to and accessible. Like, I man, I didn't know anybody growing up who had a studio, recording studio, unless we paid to go to a nice studio. You know what I'm saying? Now, like everybody and their mom has a studio. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's not nothing special. That's what I'm saying. Like, so it's like. People just fall into this world now, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just like just from being around people, they just it's not really like their passion. 
But I guess and they could do dope stuff. They can, <laughs> right? I guess to do that dope stuff though, like how did how would you suggest somebody stand out from that? Like, I mean, I'm sure you guys get a lot of beats. Yeah, you know, and I, but I do because you know, I, like I, I I listen to a lot of stuff that people send, and it's like that's something they get, they get caught up in like what sounds like the, the, what's going on now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's easy. That's something like it's easy to replicate what's going on, like a hit beat. Like it's easy to, I, I can, if there's a hit beat on the radio, like someone can, you can, you can load up some sounds right now and I can make tw- 10 songs that are in that same vein. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, is that really like dope? Like, is that really like, are you really that amazing? Like you thought like, I don't know. Like I just not don't. special. Yeah. It's, not, it's like nothing crazy. It's like, you're not, you're not breaking ground. You're not doing nothing that's like, whoa, like you're revolutionizing. Like, no, like you just made like a cool beat. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's like that's that's easy to do now, bro. Like to, to to make a beat, but like we make songs and we sell songs. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the hard part. Like making a, a whole entire song. You know what I'm saying? Like like melt, like blending dope lyrics and a concept with a dope beat. It's like mm. you know, yeah. And I think you guys do that really well. And you must. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a big part of what you do, right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Like we, you know, we we like that's that, that's really the producing aspect. You know what I'm saying? It's like really just like. The producer is the person who brings everybody together, like to finish up final and and make a final product. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's beat makers, there's writers, and there's there's musicians that come in sometimes. Like, you know, it's like it's you're really the orchestrator. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, you know, and then some producers compose as well. You know what I'm saying? But like the actual term of producer is really just the guy who gets everybody together to produce something. You know? Right. That's interesting, man. Yeah. I think uh, I think that's. Worth you know like expanding on it even a bit because you know the other day when I I came to your studio you were talking to, I was like we we're talking about you know specific producers and you know you were, and I was like oh man I thought they did everything you know yeah. I thought they made the beat I thought they did the drums I thought they made the play the the keys yeah. and all that and you're like no no it's not always how it works necessarily <laughs> and I was like kind of like bummed out nah, you know that and that's the world that you're sold right and then there's the real world it's yeah like you know it goes back to that so I'm saying like you know like as as a fan, like, and I hate to use the WNBA because I I love women and I'm a feminist, but like, the WNBA is not as exciting because it's like they can't do the things that the men can do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like they can't do the 360 dunks and all this and that. That's what I'm saying. Like, certain things are just like, you need the excitement. You wanna you wanna see something that you can't see every day. That's what makes it amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's just normal and everybody could do it, it's like ah, oh, it's like. How hard was it to really to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, like anybody could shoot a ball. Like anybody could do that. Anybody could make this motion. But like, not everybody could jump in the air and go. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what makes it amazing. You know what I'm saying? That's what comes to the music where it's like everybody could do this, but it's like certain people just do have a special thing about them. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like when you meet like a Kendrick or a Rocky or a Q or a Ferg or Twelve, you like they have superstar qualities to them. You know what I'm saying? They have something about them that that draws people to them. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference. You know, it's like some people just are not like just because you could do it doesn't mean that it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that's a really important point, and I really think I really think that's I think that applies to so many different things in yeah. life, like DJs, producers, mm. and I think even to to your point, you know what and what you do. You know, you have a certain set of qualities that, um, you know, you're you're very, you know, uh, aware and in a, a lot of ways, I'd say, selfless to help all these artists, you know, yeah. achieve what they want to achieve. And yeah, you're kind sure. of like, you kind of help make those things happen as a, a traditional producer, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, no, that, that's 100%. That, that's it, bro. Like, that's, that's your job as a producer, bro, like to help this person 
who has a vision and and they're the artist is to get their vision out. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like, you know, like you're really like the hands for the the artist. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like, you know, they have like this idea in their head, and it's like, okay, man, I know I I know I have this idea for something that sounds like this, but like, how do you make it happen? Like how do you, like like you know like it's like when somebody made a car, like someone's like, damn, like we need we need to figure out what's a what's a, a a quicker way to get from A to B. You know what I'm saying? And someone made a car, like first someone's like, oh well, shit, we could jump on the back of a horse and the horse will get us there. <laughs> you know? And then like someone's like, oh. That's not that fast. You know, how, what's the next step? You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like that, that's where I'm at. Always trying to find the next step of what makes something, what what could be the next game changer. That's what I've always been looking towards. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, I'm not just stuck with what like what, what's going on now. I'm like, damn, like how can I make this better? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, and that's what always been my vision. Where it's like, damn, like okay, someone did this. Like, like how can I take that technique? And then make it even iller and do something iller with it. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's the whole point of the, that. That's the whole point of being like influenced. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're just biting and just doing the same exact thing, well, that's like that's not that that's not tight. That's not Anybody cool. can do that, bro. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? But when you take that technique and the, this technique, and then you make something new out of it, you know what I'm saying? That that's what makes it dope. Innovation. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That, that's why I've always like that's that's really been my focus, bro. Like I just don't want to like you know like do anything that anybody else is doing you know what i'm saying i try not to you know at least mm. yeah i just think that's it's kind of an interesting place that you're in um you know because i feel like sometimes a lot of people they want to be that star they want to be the yeah. famous and it, it it takes a certain maturity or a certain type of person to, like yourself mm. to it, like it seems like you're kind of like really objective about what you're doing yeah. and you're like you know what this is rocky and i'm gonna you kind of like Giving him that support yeah. to do, and whoever you're working yeah, with, right? Because no, it's sure. not just Rocky. You yeah. work, you work with a lot of people, right. right? For me personally, like that's something like I, like if the, if the artist was successful, I was successful. So it's like I that that wasn't like back. that wasn't my thing. Like, I wasn't trying to be an artist or be in the front. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, some people that's their that's their vision. You know what I'm saying? Some people that's their life path is to be in front of the you know like be the super producer and like you know, world famous. But like to me, I just like. All my friends are famous. <laughs> and I'm cool with that, you know? Like, it's the path you want to go in this in this business, you know what I'm saying? There's so many routes you can go. And it's like, you know, like, I, I did what was cool for me, you know? Like, what was good for me might not be good for somebody else. But, sure. You know, but I'm, thank, bro, I'm like, I, I pinched my I can't believe it's gone this long. Like, I'm like, <laughs> something I loved as a kid, like, I'm still doing is crazy, yo. It's like, it's nuts. To say you've worked with Michael Jackson... Andre Crouch. Andre Crouch. CC yeah. Winans. CC Winans? Yeah. Onyx? Onyx. ASAP Rocky, of course. Yeah, did all the Wu Tang. I did Wu Tang stuff. I did. Did you? Fuji's. Fuji's. I did. Who I mean, I don't even, man, it's been a lot of years. That's a trip. <laughs> and, and so that, that begs the question what are you doing? Like, okay, I know you're working on Rocky's record right now. What, yeah. what, else, what else is going on? And can you, what can you tell us about that? Um, I mean, you know, I'm working on, I'm trying to. Bro, like, my focus right now is, like, just to keep the ASAP the biggest thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, like, that's really been my focus. It's just really, like, you know, we've, like, to stay on top this long is, that's really my goal. You know what I'm saying? Like, just to keep maintaining it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, we're working on Rocky's album right now. You know, 12, he's working. Ferg has got a project he's about to put out right now. He actually just put out one, and then he has another one coming out. I know he just yeah. did, um, was it, uh, Floor Seats? 
Yeah, yeah, four yeah. six. Yeah, yeah. Pop. So that's like a mixtape. You know what I mean? So he he likes to drop mixtapes before his like his, his album, but like a lot of stuff I've been working on, I can't talk about. Yeah, but like as far as ASAP, bro, we have a lot of amazing things coming out, and I've done a lot of stuff, I've done some stuff with TD guys recently too. That's that you know production wise, but like ASAP, like the the ASAP business takes is. That's like a 24-hour-day job right now for me, you know what I mean? So it's like a lot of stuff I, you know, like I get offers to do a lot of things, but I turn a lot of stuff down, you know? It's like, because Rocky's really busy, you know what I mean? Back to that opportunity cost thing, right? Like, it is, man. It's like, yeah, like to, to be able to do the ASAP thing, I have to turn down a lot of other things, you know? Mm. We have a lot of amazing things coming out, and that's all I can say, man. It's like, it's a <laughs> bunch of cool stuff coming out. We do. And we just dropped a Babushki video. The Babushki video was amazing. Like, yeah. Like, we did a whole Dick Tracy thing. It was fire, bro. It was fun. It was like... Being on the set for that was hilarious, you know. It was like to see everybody in in full on uh, makeup and like prosthetics on their heads, and it was just crazy. It was it was it was fire. It was fun. Yeah, it's a great video, man. I yeah. love that video, and I love Dick Tracy too. Yeah. So I was like, this is yeah. the shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Like that's what I'm saying. Like. Just even like aesthetically what we do with our videos, bro. Like who is doing like what we do in videos, bro, in the hip hop world? Like in 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 in, our, in 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 any music. Like we're like if this was Michael Jackson era days, we'd be up there with the Michael Jacksons of like the quality of our videos. Like we're like full on doing like we're hiring like Hollywood makeup people to do prosthetics for like a music video. You know what I'm saying? For like it's we do beautiful like that's what I'm saying. Like, I just wish people would take the time, like, to like, you know, they they see ASAP and they see like, they see it as an urban thing. But like, if they if if they would just stop and look at the art, like, I think people would appreciate it even more. You know, like the average mainstream. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. Oh, it's, believe me, it's yeah. not lost on someone like myself. Uh, you know, but it's you know, it's a blessing, bro. Like, you know, it's one step at a time. Like, we just you know, like a lot of good things coming out. Though, I promise you, we have a lot of cool things coming out. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I guess once you do the you do the you finish the record, you're gonna probably gonna go out on on tour, right? I'm actually I'm I'm ending my DJ world life. <laughs> really? I am. I'm gonna stop DJing Rocky the the shows because I just want I want to be here and I want to be able to, like to produce more and like just really focus on the records. It was hard, but like like this many albums in and I've recorded everything and then produced a lot of the stuff and then. DJ and from like do the tour and like and then and then while you're on tour you have to record so like we do a I do sound check do the show and then we record at night wow. and then I do the sound check the next day do the show record at night like and there's only so much you could take of that bro it's like it's it's hard you know what I'm saying like and so I'm like I'm off the road officially and I'm like just working on production and just making sure our albums are tight you know are you and still gonna help with the musical direction for the yeah, yeah well, the I, stage still, I still I uh, still like that. that so we have a, we hired a playback guy. His name is Stefan. He's actually a good kid, man. He's, he's a super talented playback guy. And I'll spend one day doing all the music. Like we went to like on the testing tour. Like I went to Minnesota and we were there in, like for rehearsal for like a week. And I just you know I programmed everything. I played out the new parts and I changed the, you know some of the uh, the arrangements. And then I just give it to him and he just plays it back now, man. It's like and any changes I can make I can make from my studio and just send it to him and he uploads it into the computer and we just you know keep it going nice let's make it more efficient bro it's like you know and then give somebody else an opportunity bro like I like I love like you know like giving people chances to be on the road like you know bro when, when Lou started off Lou was a kid in the crowd Lou was a fan 
came up on stage and hasn't left Rocky's Rocky's best friend now, right? Wow. When Lou, you know, so Lou was Rocky's assistant for on the first couple runs. You know, Lou didn't know anything about business now, bro. Like, you know, Lou didn't know anything about the music business. He just was a fan of music, you know? And, you know, so I, I got Lou. You know, you guys gave Lou and uh, you guys gave us some DJ gear and Lou started practicing and DJing, you know, learning how to DJ. Now, Lou runs, he's our stage manager on the road now. Oh, well. Like, he runs our whole, like, you know, like... ASAP Lou runs our, like the whole stage for us for shows now. You know what I'm saying? And he did that just from coming up. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something like he fell into a cool job. He took advantage of the situation. He learned it. And now he has a he has a he has a whole career out of something he just from being a fan of the show, he has a whole career. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's and that's crazy. what we try to do. Like anybody who comes up with us, bro, like from our photographers to like this and that, like they're all kids from the hood that we've come up with. You know what I'm saying? Like they're all like all the Augies, they're all super talented creatives. Like, and some of them have, you know, like they were just cool kids that we brought around and they, 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 they saw a camera and they picked up a camera. Now they're like cool photographers. It's been like, I, I love giving people opportunity to make their, to change, make their life better. You know what I'm saying? Like, and give them like, not like to see that you don't have to always like, you could do, you could be in the creative space and make a living. You know what I'm saying? Like, and be successful. Like, you know, like, and that's really what AUG is. It's just like, it's, it's our creative department and we're just like a bunch of amazing creative kids, bro. Like young kids too. It's crazy. Yeah. It's cool to, especially a lot of the, yeah, the films and stuff that, you know, you guys bro, have like done. the AUG DVDs. It's like, that's all done in house, bro. Like we have like, the first time we did the LSD video, bro, like the first time we had the song and the video done before the label even heard it. Heard it. Like the, the first time they heard the song was on like the video. You know what I'm saying? Like it was wow. like, like we have everything we need to to do anything from film, television. Like you know, we have our, our goals are like as a multimedia company are like endless. You know, mm. yeah. That's I mean that's a great way to be like a full, fully fledged yeah. company. Yeah. You offer a lot more to a, another yeah. business like yeah. a record company. Nah, it's, you get to keep more of the money when you do it yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, like like you're building a company at that point too. You know what I'm saying? Like you you like if you have a structure, bro. Like like eventually you're going to have somebody else doing these podcasts and you're going to be the overseer of the podcast or the overseer Maybe. of the company. I'm just saying like, I'm yeah. just saying like things change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, you go up like, but like the, like people have to start somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you get your foot in the door and it's like, you, you, you kind of go up and that's really what like, like everybody that's around us has to come up from the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Like they have to pay, pay their dues, you know? On that, man, is there anything like that, you know, in this industry that you wished you'd learned, I guess younger or, you wish you'd known about. I mean, the business, the business, the business yeah, stuff. the business. You know, like the business is like that's the, that's the last thing they teach you, and it's like it's actually the most important, bro. It's like it really is. It's like the world of publishing, and you know, just like I mean, the way I can tell it's like there's companies and businesses that own rock stars' music, like people's music, and they didn't write one part of it. Yeah, like that's crazy to me. Like somebody, like there's hundreds of thousands of songs that like are hits that are owned by Joe Schmo, who didn't have anything to do with the record at all, and he gets paid off that song, and everybody else doesn't. Like that's like, but if you don't know that world, like you just think, oh man, like if you're a kid from the hood, and it's like someone just offers you like, you know, a couple thousand dollars for a beat, and they, you know, it's like, oh, like thousand dollars for someone who doesn't have nothing is like that's a. That's a life-changing thing for somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
but you don't realize that like you're supposed to constantly be getting paid for those things. It's like that's how you get. You're like, damn, like my song's playing on the radio and I don't get nothing. And you're like, oh, fuck. you know what I'm saying? Like that's the business, and that's the thing that people don't get. Like they think that as long as you make something cool, like you're all set. <laughs> you know, it's like, but it's like, man, like, man, I'm not even like my son. I constantly tell him every day, like I have a like every time I see him, I'm like. What are you not supposed to sell? And he's like, publishing, publishing. I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I haven't, because I'm like, bro, like, I know, and like, God forbid when I pass, like, people are going to try to buy my publishing. You know what I'm saying? Like, from him, and like, if he doesn't know, and someone offers him like a couple hundred thousand dollars, you know what I'm saying? Like, for like, he doesn't know. He's like, whoa, you're going to give me a hundred thousand dollars for this? It's like, but it's like, it could be worth millions. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it'll always pay you. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it never stops paying you. <laughs> yeah. Publishing you know? is crazy. I mean, I still don't even understand the exact details of what that is half the time, but bro. And then it, publishing is one term. Like there's mechanical royalties. There's like, you know, performance royalties. There's like overseas royalties. There's sound exchange, which is like internet money. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's like, and if you don't register your songs and you as the owner for all those things, you don't get paid. You, if you don't register them Bro, yourself? sound exchange, somebody else could register your, your music for you and you wouldn't even know on sound exchange and they would be getting paid, like sound exchange would pay wow. like Spotify and like all the internet like stuff. You know, like, like YouTube plays and all that. Like, if you don't register, your, like, and that you have to, like, the average person doesn't know you have to register with Sound Exchange. Right. So, Sound Exchange is, is it like registering like an ISRC number, or is that different? It's you're registering the song and showing what your split is of the song. You know okay. what I'm saying? For internet rights. You know what I'm saying? Like, so half of the people think that, you know, like, they just register their songs with their, like, ASCAP or BMI or their, you know, uh, their publisher like that. But that's only one portion of it. Right. That there's whole nother avenue of money stream like sound exchange and all this and that. Like you're not even seeing and it's not like huge amounts of money yet because like the digital rights haven't caught up. But like imagine if like you're a guy who didn't write any of these songs and there's like ten thousand songs that nobody's collecting on and it's like fifty dollars each song, right? Like fifty dollars times a hundred thousand is a lot. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they're like, they're hoping that you don't ask for that money, bro. Like that money's just sitting there. Like just collecting. Bro, there's I, I'm not even lying. If 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 actually everybody registers sound exchange, it, like there's millions of dollars just floating in there in, in, around right now, bro. That nobody's collecting. So if if someone wanted to go to sound exchanges, like you just go on a website or something. Yeah, yeah, you can go to sound exchange. You just have to register your music. You know what I'm saying? That's how you register like your songs for digital rights. You know, like Spotify and all that stuff. You know, like. But it's you know then there's like you know as far as like you know in musical directing world like when we're on tour and we're performing songs right like i have like if 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 you're on tour and you're not like handing in your the, the set list to like bmi or ascap you're not going to get none of that money from the performance royalties wow it just sits up in the air and is that quite significant as well what, bro like on a tour you can get like 10 15,000 check wow from one tour wow because the like if you're a writer on a song, like if you're like if you're a publisher or producer on a song, right, and there's an artist out there and he's performing at festivals and performing songs all over the world, you're supposed to get money for that. Mm. But if you don't register, like how are you supposed to how, how they don't know who to pay. Mm. They like if you don't if you don't let if you don't send in your set list to like the BMI to like, okay, on this tour, these are all the songs that Rocky did. If they, if you don't hand in that list of the BMI people or the ASCAP or whoever it is, you know, like how are they going to know who to pay? Right. 
everybody's out there doing shows and not getting paid for the tours because they just all they they got all they know is that they got paid to do the actual show itself, but they don't realize you're supposed to get residuals from the actual performance of the song. That's crazy, man. I didn't even know that. That's a, it's a massive game right there, man. But it's like that's something like there's so many avenues that that like that so they they just blanket it as like publishing, but it's like bro, there's like so many different like avenues of the world in the world of publishing that you can get paid from. You know what I'm saying? Like licensing, like if mm -hmm. someone licensing my song, that's publishing money. Mechanical royalties, sound exchange, like all that stuff is like. And if you don't register your songs with all those things, you're not you're only gonna get paid from that one stream. You know what I'm saying? Like. But like the touring money, bro, is like it's crazy money. Like those, like that's something. That's why bands like Rolling Stone, like that's why they, they tour their whole life. That's they just make residuals off of that. Right, they don't have to put out new music. Yes, they, bro, they, they get paid off of those. They, they they're performing their own songs and getting paid twice. <laughs> one for the one for actual the night of the performance, the actual performance money, and then they then they get royalties from actually doing the songs that they wrote. And they're probably getting licensed. That's the business. That that goes back to what we started. Like the business. Like like I wish I would have known all that first. It's like man, like. It's working smart, not hard. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's the like I made it harder. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and hopefully, you know, somebody watching this or hearing this could, you know, like learn from that. But it's like, bro, like the publishing game is that's where the money's at, bro, for real. <laughs> that's a that's really, really good to know, man. And I think that I I do again, I hope that this kind of environment will allow somebody to learn something yeah. from from, you know, your experience. Because I mean that that's Especially, um, you know, in the hip hop world, you know, there's a lot of people that are young and they're just getting their first yeah. records out, and they may be getting offered yeah. 360s and things nah, like that. For sure. And uh, you know, you know, wireless festivals, like 90,000 people, right? 90,000 people heard your song play. Like, you're supposed to get money from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's. It's like it's the same thing as like. If someone turned on the radio and heard your song, that's 90,000 people heard your song on the radio. You know what I'm saying? Like 90,000 people heard your song play. Like you're supposed to get those mechanical royalties. You know what I'm saying? Like, but the average person doesn't even know nothing about it. They just know like, oh, what? Well, you're going to give me $100,000 for the show? Okay, bet. Whew, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? You don't realize like they gave you 100000 and now they're like quietly keeping this money. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't get. Yeah. So they got you for fifty thousand, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, who knows what we were, what they actually paid for you? You know what I'm saying? Because like, they recouped all the money they gave you. Right. Let's talk about sampling for a second. So yeah. you know, obviously, you know, coming up, hip hop guy, and mm -hmm. you guys sample. Yeah. Talk about some of the samples that you've used. I know on testing, you used some pretty cool samples. Um, Man, testing, we went crazy with sales, especially like an OGB. But we grabbed a bunch of like the Memphis, like we went to old like these old uh, Me Boys, Northern Rocky, and uh, Nez and Rio did that record, and. Uh, we went, we we went and grabbed like all these you know we had all these old cassettes of Memphis classics and we just went through cassettes and just popped them in there like like some like old DJ Juice and like oh like just this classic style of like beat making you know what I'm saying like just using like grabbing the chorus from like a, a, a chop you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying that's what like boy like the Babushka Boys was where it's like it's like you know squeeze the triggers kill these niggas down it's like that was like the style. of for a point, for a little bit, like that was a that was like all you needed to have a chorus for like in the nineties for a minute. It was having like just a dope chop. You know what, what I'm saying? What is that like, sample, by the way? It's the, the crime click. The crime click. Yeah, yeah. What's the song called? Um, I think it's "You Hoes Gonna Learn." I think that's what it's, the song is called. "You Hoes Gonna Learn." Yeah. So you just took a a, a portion of that. If you hear the chop, the way I made it, like it's a it's a weird loop. Like I took two portions of that song and I kind of like they're playing on top of each other, mm -hmm. but like and it. And, I, and the actual sample goes like, 
squeeze the trigger, kill these niggas. How you think your click is tight? How you think your click is tighter than mine or something? That's what he says. But like the way I looped it, it makes it like I chopped up to make it say a little bit. It, it, it sounds like it's repeating a different sentence. You know what I'm saying? Because the way I chopped it. You know what I'm saying? And then the way I chopped it too is like it. It wasn't necessarily like on the beat. Like it, it, it lands on a, a yeah, it's like it, it lands on like a weird bounce. But then you know what I mean? It's like it, but it works. You know what I'm saying? Like it just like it, was, it took me a while to chop that up. That that style of chorus is fire to me. I love that. Like when you could just like you know like 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 off the top. Like I used to like um, like how many MCs must get oh this? black how, moon yeah black moon that's something like like that 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 style of just having like a. a, a a, a chop be the chorus. I love that style. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause it's like, as a as a producer, the like man, like you found like four or five words that is fire that you can repeat, and it's like it's like a gem. You know what I'm saying? Like you found something like in like a portion of a record. That, that's what makes sampling fire to me. Like you found something like a little snippet of something. You you made that little snippet into a whole new thing. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes it fire. Like you know, what I'm saying? it's like you when you hear that core when you hear the 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 the, the crime click song. You, and you hear those words play, you like, like what made him grab those words? Yeah. Those four words and like loop that, and then and then I kind of use that to like that portion of it. I use that to like kind of get the music of it, and it's like not really like a sample, but it's like that's what makes it special. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you find something like, like a two second thing in a record, and you made a whole like new thing out of it, and that's what makes sampling dope to me. Like it was like whoa, that's the first time. That, that's what made me love DJing. The first time I saw somebody like do stuff like on a turntable, I was like. I was like, bro, like this is amazing. You like, you get to touch music. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to like physically like, like where the kick is. You like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you get to like touch, and it was like, that's what it made that. That's what like, that's what made me drive me to sound because I was like, whoa, I'm like, this is crazy, bro. Like, you could like manipulate sound. You could change the pitch. You could do this. You could do that. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm like, this is that's what hooked me. Like for real, that's like sampling will hook me. Like sampling and DJing. That's so sick, man. I mean, I love the way that you guys use samples and yeah. and you know you really freak them in so many cool different ways. Uh, and thanks. The 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 first sampler I had was this. You know, we had this because I didn't have an MPC at the time. I had like this guitar pedal, and it was like it sampled for five seconds, right? And I had was a, it the Boss Joint? I can't. It might have been a Boss Joint. It yeah. might have been. It was like an old. It was like a pedal, but like, and I had a four track, a five tech four track, right? So I used to sample like a, a loop, like like. So at first I sampled like a drum, like uh, on the Boss Tech, but I'd be like. So I'd have to do, like, to no metronome, I would just do that for, like, so if I fucked up, I'd have to start all over again. Like, so, like, I'd have to, like, for four minutes straight, like, just be like. So just do that on beat for four minutes. Like, not be, like, try to be on time as much as possible. That would be track one. Then I would sample something else on that, like, five-second thing, and then I'd, I'd chop up a chop, and then I'd, like, on track two, then I'd add, like, I would just do layers. Like, that. that's how I learned how to make beats. That's so slow. Like, so I literally used to, like, I had that. And so then, so for me, when I got, like, an SP-1200, I was like, wow, I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is ridiculous, bro. I'm like, this is crazy. I have it on every pad. I can just do something. Like, I'm like, this is crazy. But, like, literally, I used to learn like that, bro. Like, I learned, like, on a pedal, and I was, like, just, like, my boy Seth. <laughs> Shout out to Seth and EJ and them, and but like, literally like on a pedal, bro. It was like at his house, and I was just like literally just being on a pedal and just like looping. That's that, that was my first foray into sampling. Wow. <laughs> it was crazy. Who were the Who were the first influences as far as sampling other? De- I mean, uh, like producers? for me, like you know, organized noise, like Trackmasters, Premiere. You know, like Diamond D's and like Lord Finesse's and like, you know, the whole digging in the crates was fire to me. Like, I just like, 
Premier, you know, like Pete Rocks and like, you know, like, bro, I, I mean, there's so many, like, for me, like, they just had, like, they, they had, like, the, the tone, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they brought a, they changed culture, you know what I'm saying? Like, sonically, you know? Yeah, it's crazy, man. I was watching this uh, documentary the other day, uh, The Hip Hop Evolution. Yeah. And they talk about how Q-Tip, Pete Rock, Large yeah. Pro, all these guys are like friends, primo. Uh, They're all yeah. buddies. Yeah, they used to dig, dig, for, dig for records together. Bro. Yeah, it's finesse. Like, that's something like, to me, that's something like, that, that was like the final era of like, before records died. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, you know, like, to be a dope producer, you had like, digging was the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, now, like, I can give you 50 samples and 100 drum kits in like two seconds. Like, like the dope dudes were like actually out there like in the jungles, like looking through records and listening to stuff and try to find those gems. Like, there was no like whosample.com. There was no like all these outlets that you could like figure out what the sample was on a record in two seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had to like, you'd have to be like, you didn't know where, because especially credits weren't like really popular at the time. So like, <coughs> And you used to have, like, originally, you, not, you, you didn't have to uh, credit the sample. Yeah. Right? So you wouldn't know where the person got that from. Like, and one day you'd be at a record store and you'd be, like, listening to a record and you'd be like, oh, that's where he got it from. You're like, oh, that's too crazy. So like, magic. I got it. Like, I, you know, like, it was like, you found, like, you were like the Holy Grail. You're like, I found the record where he got it from. That's kick and snare, that sample. I'm like. Like that, like now, like you literally type in Google and like you can have it in two seconds. Like that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like for them, like the work that they had to put in to find chops, bro, was crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like they had to like listen to mad records, like just like all day to find chops. You know what I'm saying? Now, like people just sell samples and they do this. And it's like, it's just, that's what I'm saying. It's not the same. Like it's not the same, bro. It's I like, still think you guys, I mean, like you did, like said with Babushka Boy, I mean, that sounds like it was a pretty organic thing and a lot of yeah. testing was done the same way, right? Yes, yeah. for sure. But what I mean, but like, but those dudes actually like they, I don't know, like, you know, like I come from that world. I start off in that world, but I, I'm in the luxury world now. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody that makes beats now, bro, you're in the luxury world. Like, like those dudes, like the, those forefathers, bro, paid the dudes to be able to like have this whole catalog where like the average, like b before them, I didn't know what Skull Snaps was or Impeach the President or like any, like they, they're the ones who made me know who that, that, the, those terms were you know what Same. I'm saying like it was like like nowadays like everybody just takes it for granted because you know all these things but it's like bro like they're the ones who actually taught us those those things you know what I'm saying it's like and they're the ones who discovered those things and those techniques and that's like and now people just take it for granted because it's like like your boy showed you it you know what I'm saying you don't know that he learned it from this guy who learned it from this guy who learned it from Pete Rock or somebody back in the day you know what I'm saying like yeah respect dude yeah man. it's like a lot of bro like most kids nowadays don't even know who those dudes are bro they don't even know who Dr. Dre is you know what I'm saying they think he sells headphones you know what I'm saying they don't know he makes beats you know what I'm saying so it's like you know like do you think though at the in the sense in, in saying that though because that information is so readily available that there's a certain young generation that does know who those people are I think people who really like love, love, love this stuff, you know, like then just don't do it for like the money or the accolades. Like they, you know, they take the time to like really search and like, you know, but like, or they had a pops who, you know, played old school records and, you know what I mean? Like, but the average kids, nah, bro. Like I think the average kid, like they just love music and it's like, to them, it's like, you know, they, they, they chop something like, oh my God, they think they, they created a new technique. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like to them, it's like, it's new. You know what I'm saying? It's like, 
bro, like I wore my pant leg up on one side. Like I just did some ill. Like I'm like, bro, that's like that's old. You know what I'm saying? But like you don't know, if you don't know your roots, you don't know that. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like everything to you is new. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like. It's the night. It's, it's being naive. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, Naivety of you. Everybody's like, everybody's in that bubble of being naive. Where it's like, if they just took the time to do a research, and be like, oh, okay, damn, like I got fifty million people have used that same sample before. I thought you were the first one to use it. No, yeah. like, and that's the thing that I'm saying. Like, it's like people just take things for granted. It's like you know, but those dudes, man, like sampling kings, bro. They're they're the sampling kings, bro. Like, like the whole everybody you name from Q-Tip to all those guys, bro. Like they're like. Sampling gods, bro. Like for real. Is there any is there any new artists or any new producers producers that you think are kind of doing that right or, or sampling or like yeah sampling I mean, sampling man? It's like I mean I feel like you know Static Selector still keeps it going. You know dudes like that. Like you know it's just it's hard. Like because the like the business aspect came into it. You know what right. I'm saying? Because it's like people you know like. Samples cost, bro. Like they do. They sure like, you do. know what I'm saying? Like we've done songs before where like where they take 99% of the publishing, bro. Like wow. and you're just like, damn, like I'm like, I'm work for you, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But sometimes it's like it's so fire that you're just like, oh, you just like chalk it up. You know what I'm saying? But like it, that's how stupid it is. It's like, and it's like, you know, because I do all the sample clearance for our songs, right? So I've had songs where like you couldn't the the when we hand it into the people. To to whose song was for the sample clearance, they couldn't even figure out where this like where's the sample that you use that's ours. Like, <laughs> and then then they'll, then they'll turn around and be like, oh yeah, okay, oh it's there, okay yeah, sixty percent. And like, bro, like twenty minutes ago you just said you didn't know where it was in the song, and now you want sixty percent of the song. I'm like, like, are you that's serious? Crazy. Like that that that's not. And that's what's messed it up. You know what I'm saying? We're like, if you're just looping something and it's plainly obvious you're looping it, bro. Like that, yes, like, bro, but like, like. If I'm making something so undistinguishable, bro, that's like brand new, and then you just like, and you, you're raping me for that. that that's what makes people not sample. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's what makes people like. And one thing I can say now, though, that's like, technology is so good, and and the VSTs are so good that I can make things sound like samples that aren't samples, though. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have to sample as much. Like I can like recreate. I can make like a lot of the things on our records. I've on all like. I say 60% of the time, bro, I'm replaying something that we can't, can't clear on a, on a record, bro. Because we have issues all the time with not being able to clear stuff. And I have to replay it and just like figure out how to change it and make it work. Make it work, bro. It's like, and sometimes it sounds good, sometimes it doesn't. But like the sonic palette that I have to work from now allows me to do that now. Where like back in the day, like, I couldn't have been able to do that. No way. Yeah. But like now, like I can literally. I, you can give me a sound, and in a day, I can I can I can make a sound. I, I can find something that that won't be a sample that that you won't be able to tell the two apart. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. Like it's okay. Random question, um, <laughs> Moby. Moby. Did he was he one of these people that tried to take sixty percent, or was he cool? Well, he actually, you know, like he sampled that from somebody. You know what I'm saying? He was he, his was a replay, so he actually had on the original version of his song. Uh, we couldn't use that version. Oh, he actually has a version that he replayed. That's a sound alike of that, and he gave me the stems for that. Oh, cool. So the original version I used, like you know, like he gave me the stems, bro. So I like actually just replayed. Like I was able to have like all his original stems, and I just like you know, I, I went crazy on it. Like, yeah, cool dude, cool dude, cool right. dude. Yeah, yeah, like super yeah. gearhead guy. Like he has, you know, it's like. It's like, 
Yeah, he's a, he's a, bro. He's a he's a gearhead guy. Like he's a, he's one of us, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's like he's a he's into this stuff. Like you know, like you got to respect a guy like that, man. He 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 did a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like he brought a lot of different sonic palettes into the game, and you know he's bro. Like he's definitely paid his dues. He's OG, bro. And like, he walked away, and he walked away. You know. Mm. That's cool, man. That's good to hear. I mean, I bet if, if I was him, I'd be so stoked, you know, that, like the <laughs> new generation, like feeling my yeah, shit. Yeah, not. I want to be respected like that. That's the only thing I want. I, I do, like, I, I want to have the respect of my peers. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing, like, I, like, like, you nailed it, bro. Like, the fact that, like, you know, kids are still digging that song, like, that many years later is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's how I want to be. I want to be like, where people would, like discover like our music, you know, ten years from now, fifteen years from now, and be like, "Oh man, this is amazing! Like this is this had a cool vibe to it." You know what I'm saying? Like, that's 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 the best calling card. You know what I'm saying? Like when people come calling back, you know. Well, man, I really appreciate you uh, nah, taking man. the time to sit down with us. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of cool shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun, man. Sound exchange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go get that publishing. Yeah, go get that publishing money, man. Stop playing. Awesome, man. Well, best of luck with the new man, record. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. All right. Take care.